Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If the girl you're pining over is one in a million, just know that mathematically there's roughly 4,000 girls out there just like her. We're going live. We'll do it live. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. (laughs) You're not special, Becky. It's Friday, boys. And you know what that means. It's the last podcast episode of the week. And we are going to head off to an epic weekend. Uh, Nurse Chick and I, we are going on a road trip right after this. And we're heading to Vegas because tomorrow night, we're going to watch the return of TNA wrestling at Hard to Kill. <laughs> and I also got, this is funny, I also got an invite to go to the Peppermint Hippo afterwards uh, from one of the hosts there. He said he would comp our first round, so Nurse Chick and I are probably going to go check that out. You know, tatas and free drinks, right? Can I get a hell yeah? <laughs> Can you smash that like button for tatas and free drinks, guys? Come on now. Uh, oh, and, and check this out, guys. I'm not wearing graphic tees, and I'm not wearing a ball cap. Can you believe it? I own other clothes besides graphic tees. People out there, they're like, I can't believe this guy gives dating advice. He's wearing a T-shirt. Like, you don't think I have other clothes? You guys are so retarded. Okay, anyways. Uh, now, we're not at the eight-minute mark, and I used the R word. <laughs> All right, so we are not talking about that kind of stuff today. We are talking about the myth of the one today and how it's holding a lot of dudes back when dating. And this is from my subchapter in my chapter on dating and spinning plates and everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Look at this. It's a real book, guys. It's not one of those 60-page grifter gotchas, right? This is a legit book, okay? It'll take you a few hours to read this thing. Like, I think it took... Took, took about, uh, I think it's like five hours on Audible, right? Anyway, so we're going to get into that today because that really is holding a lot of guys back. Even if they know in their heart of hearts that, you know what? There isn't just one girl out there for me. They always develop one-itis, and it's probably the number one thing that's frustrating you with dating right now, okay? But before we get into that, go ahead and like, subscribe, and hit those notifications, all right? And please, please, please sound off in the live chat today. That helps this go by much smoother. And uh, and I like interacting with you guys. That's one of the that's one of the joys of doing these live streams is actually getting to interact with you guys and bring your comments up. And some of you guys say some funny ass stuff. So I like I like sharing that. And then please, guys, please send super chats. That helps support the show probably more than anything else. All right, <clears throat> let's get into it today, guys. Let's get into it. So the first concept in the subchapter, right? So the subchapter is, uh, guys, go ahead and open your books to page, uh, I believe it's 93. P- 
page. Uh, let's see here. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? There's no such thing as the one. Yes, page 93. Open your textbooks to page 93, gentlemen, because this is what we're going to go through today. The myth of the one. So this, this subchapter basically challenges the belief in finding one perfect soulmate. And I argue in that chapter that it's a self-limiting belief. All right. And it's important that you guys, <clears throat> you guys stop believing the fantasy of the one. Because that's really what it is. All right. It's a romantic fantasy. And obviously, we're going to get into it today. But. That's a, that's what it is. It's it's a fantasy and it's not real. Okay? It doesn't exist. It's fairy tales, it's it's romance, it's poetry, it's whatever it is though, it's not reality, all right? And really what it, what it comes down to is an idealistic view of love and relationships, which is a blue-pilled ideology. It's very blue-pilled, you see. <laughs> But that makes sense. It makes sense why guys do this. One, because we're brought up that way. We're socially programmed to do this. Movies and television talk about the one all the time too, right? But men, <clears throat> men, we just have a more idealistic view of love compared to women who really have a more opportunistic view of love, right? Paul, that's not true. Women talk about love all the time. Yeah, but when you really look at it, it's not the same. It's not the same. Women don't look at it the same, right? It's, it's pretty counterintuitive because most of us are raised to believe that it's the other way around. That's the women that love love, right? Men just like love, but men really love sex, right? But women, they love love and only kind of like sex. That's not accurate. <laughs> and men love love too, all right? <clears throat> If you think about it, it really is true, right? So when when women fantasize about marrying a prince and living happily ever after, the prince is an afterthought, isn't he? The prince is an afterthought. <clears throat> it's the fancy this the fancy dress she fantasizes is, that she fantasizes about. It's the wedding ceremony, the experience of being the center of attention right? The glass slipper and all that kind of stuff, right? She's, she's fantasizing about the lifestyle that the faceless prince can provide for her, right? Think about it. Like the old Disney movies, it's always Prince Charming, right? It's Prince Charming. Dude's completely interchangeable in all the stories, right? It's just random, generically named Prince Charming, it's really the lifestyle of the princess and what he can provide for her, right? So that's what that's what they're after, right? The prince himself is an afterthought. He's generic, right? Any dude could fit in that role, right? <clears throat> so it's men, it's men who are the real romantics. And if you look up love songs, okay? If you guys look up love songs, I thought this was funny. You look up love songs, men sing about love and sex 71% more often than women do. Check this out. I found this study. <laughs> right? Men sing about dating and sex more often than women. Science Daily. Okay. Now, one thing that they do say, though, is that uh, they're like, well, that's because, you know, it's misogyny. It's the, you know, th there's more male singers out there that are successful than women singers. And it's the patriarchy kind of bullshit. But it's like, no, 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 no. <clears throat> no, it's just that 
this is what dudes sing about. Okay. Cause guys are in love. Guys are in love. <laughs> I'll drop a link to this in the chat. Speaking of the chat, what the hell are you guys up to this morning? Here we go. Here's the link to that. Um, what do we got here? We got, what about a suit? You could F right off. CW. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a suit. Actually, I do have a couple of suits in my closet, but they're from back when I was a fat guy. You know, I, I haven't worn a suit in years. Um, I do have a really nice sport, uh, a sport coat that I, I wear when nurse chick wants to dress fancy. I put on my nicest jeans and my nicest boots and I put on a button down shirt and I'll put on a sport coat. And I, you know, I look pretty snazzy, but I'm not dressing in a full on suit, man. Hey, good morning, Ethan. What's going on, brother? <laughs> I, I dress up. Well, you know what? So right after this, I got to go on a eight hour road trip. And then I'm meeting up with brother Mike Steele in Vegas and, uh, and Aaron Clary and his girl and nurse chick. And we're all getting together at, at a steakhouse and, um, they don't have like a dress code, but I thought, you know, I'm not going to roll in there wearing a, a, you know, my normal t-shirt and jeans. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to sp spruce it up a little bit with, with a Henley shirt at least. Oh, brother Nathan said a $2 super chat. He says, buy some crypto. Oh, yes, I will. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. And you get you get this beca because of crypto. There's an epidemic of gold digging whores in this country. Yes, you got to protect that money by putting it in crypto, guys. <laughs> Women are in love with love. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, make, that does make sense. Wolf study. You shut the hell up, Nathan, with your wolf study. <laughs> All right, guys, be sure to follow me on social media. The links are in the description for that. Uh, guys, get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. You get 20 dating app openers. You get a, a free chapter from my book in PDF format, and then I'll also mail you stickers. If you don't want stickers, for the love of God, for the love of God, just put don't want stickers in the address field, okay? Nothing annoys me more than going down to my post office box and getting a return envelope, like, Return not not deliverable as addressed or whatever or not, this address doesn't exist retard it's like just say you don't want the stickers okay that's okay just I just wanted the dating app openers man I'm just trying to get laid over here um guys check out my practical law of attraction course loa.comeonmanpod.com it's a mindset course if you want to know more about law of attraction without buying the course. Follow along with my Science of Getting Rich series. I'm really just going through that. That's a Law of Attraction book. And I'm I'm dropping like a lot of free gems in that. So you could follow that whole series along. Probably learn most of what you need, okay? But if you want to go into depth on the practical application of the Law of Attraction and be able to use it in your own life in an easy way, then check out the course, all right? And then finally, guys, we are going through one of the chapters in the book today. So get the book if you haven't gotten it already. You can get it at books.comeonmanpod.com. I'll play a commercial for that, and then we'll we'll continue with this, this discussion here. Life is a journey filled with twists and turns. Why is it that essential life lessons aren't taught in school? You probably know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. But do you know how to invest in a Roth IRA? We're not taught to build ourselves mentally physically, and spiritually. The roadmap to success is more than just a college degree. You don't have to follow the traditional route. Success isn't confined to a classroom. It's about discovering your own path. You ever wish that someone handed you a guidebook to life when you were 18? Well, it's never too late to rewrite your story. 
everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Advice for young men to create a great life for themselves. This book is your compass, guiding you to pick the right career, how to invest wisely, and how to prepare for a fulfilling future, to take control of your health and your fitness, learn how to date efficiently and find genuine desire, and master the art of leading healthy relationships. Your path is defined by the choices you make, not by others' expectations. Don't wait until you're 35 to unlock your potential. Order your copy now on Amazon. Rewrite your story. Build the life you deserve. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's put the, let's put this away. Let's put this away. Even though we are talking about the book, I don't want to be annoying about it. All right. No, that's not what I wanted. But guys, please like, subscribe. Okay. Um, so the next concept in this chapter is self-limiting beliefs, right? The idea, if you guys don't know what a self-limiting belief is, I talk about it a lot, right? I had, we have a new brother. We have a new brother in the beer club. And uh, he put in there yesterday, just a comment like, I'm a Sparky, right? Which I think, I'm not into the jargon. I think that means like he's an electrician. Um, but he says, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, if you guys know what a Sparky is and it's not that, I'm pretty sure it means he's an electrician. But he put it in the chat, he's like, he's like, I don't know, man. Like women just don't go for guys with blue collar jobs. I'm like, that right there is a self-limiting belief, right? It's the idea that believing in the concept of, well, a self-limiting belief is something that you believe to be true. That's not necessarily true. And just having that belief is going to hold you back in whatever area of life you you're trying to, to, to accomplish, right? Whatever, whatever goal you're trying to accomplish, if it's getting women telling yourself that women don't like blue collar guys and you're a blue collar guy, well, that's just going to keep you from talking to more women. Right. Cause you're like, ah, she, she's not going to like me. I'm a blue collar guy. It's like, you don't know. You don't know. She might be into blue collar guys. Lots of chicks are into blue collar guys. Right. And blue collar guys, especially electricians make a retarded amount of money, like good amount of money. You know what I mean? So that's a self-limiting belief. Right. So the idea of believing in the concept of a single soulmate is, is the same thing, right? It's a self-limiting belief. It can hinder personal growth and limit relationship opportunities. Um, the myth of the one is really one of those things. So in fact, it's probably collectively, in my opinion, men's biggest self-limiting belief that really only benefits women. Believing in the one only benefits women. Okay. I'll tell you why. Why does it only benefit women, Paul? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like women are natural plate spinners. Okay. Women are natural plate spinners. When they're single, they have all sorts. They have... They have all sorts of dudes lining up, hitting them up in their DMs. Even when they're they're not single, they have all sorts of dudes lining up, hitting them up in their DMs, right? And um, whether they're sleeping with all these guys or not is irrelevant. They have other options. They're constantly looking at their male orbiters going, is the guy I'm with, can I do better with one of these other guys? Can I do better? You know what I mean? That's hypergamy, right? But women, women always have some kind of option on uh, waiting in the wings. All right. And especially when they're dating, when they're, when they're dating, they're not dating one dude at a time. They're literally going out and 
weighing their options. Like, okay, I went out on a, on a, on a coffee date with this guy. I went out with to drinks with this guy. This guy took me out to steak dinner, but he's a loser, right? Like they're weighing their options. Okay. They're doing that. And, um, <clears throat> but you, you being the blue pilled guy, you are, uh, thinking, well, I can't do that. I I'm a one woman guy, right? I'm a woman, one woman guy. Well, <clears throat> basically <laughs> that allows her to keep you on the hook while she tests the waters with other dudes. Okay. You're a, you're all reliable back here on the back burner while she's going out weighing her options with other dudes. Okay. It keeps you as an option for women who have mediocre to low interest in you. All right. You think she, you're like, Oh man, I think she's just the greatest thing ever, but you're projecting your, uh, your attraction onto her, she's not feeling the same way. And so you, you stop talking to all these other girls. You're like, I'm going all in on this one. She's still talking to like five dudes. Okay. So it's really, you're really shooting yourself in the foot and it only benefits her because you're sticking around as, as a plan B option for her. Okay. Only benefits women. Another thing that it does is it causes you to overlook better options, right? <clears throat> the danger of fixating on one person as the soulmate can cause individuals to overlook other potentially better options. All right. So while you're trying to fit this one chick, this one chick into your boxes because she touched your pee pee or she smiled at you, right? You're overlooking the dozens of other women that are showing high interest in you. You don't even see them, right? It, uh, when I talk about law of attraction, you know, going through my sites of getting rich, I talk about this thing called this phenomenon called the reticular activating system, right? Your reticular activating system only sees things that you think is important to you. Okay. And then once you tell your mind, Hey, this is important. Your mind starts noticing these things, right? It's not magic. It's just that you're, you're noticing it. It's not Things aren't materializing out of the ether. It's just you're not noticing it, right? So when you're fixated on this one chick that's showing mediocre interest, but she's got a cute smile and she touched your pee-pee once, you're not seeing all these other women that are like dying to go to go out with you, right? They're like you're going through the supermarket, they're they're you know doing this sort of this preening thing, they're giving you the eye. You don't even fucking see it, <laughs> you don't even see it. Because you're daydreaming about Samantha, right? Fucking Samantha. <laughs> you're overlooking, um, yeah, the dozens of women that are showing high interest in you. And I see it a lot, right? I see it a lot where, where guys stop swiping on the apps. They stop swiping on the apps. They stop trying to source other women. And they go all in on this one chick who they think is maybe just, she, maybe she's just playing hard to get. Maybe she's just playing our hard to get, right? But what is really happening is that she's showing mediocre to low interest. That, or you're trying to occupy all of her fucking time because you have limited your options to just her. So now instead of trying to get dates with like two or three other women in a week, you're trying to get two or three dates with the same woman in the same week and you're scaring her off and smothering this chick, okay? <laughs> that happens. That happens a lot. It's like, dude, you're only supposed to see her once a week. Yeah, I know, but I'm bored. And, you know, I just, 
and I'm horny and it's like, I want to hit, dude, stop. We got, we're playing a long game here. Okay. <laughs> we're playing the long game here. You're going to chase this bitch away that you're going to have to start all over again. All right. Fucking stop that shit. Okay. And what you'll end up doing is you'll be wasting days, weeks, or months chasing this one chick. And then when the chips finally fall, you're fucking crushed. You're crushed. Your heart's ripped out. You're defeated. You're like, God, I'm just so fucking tired of this, man. I like this chick. What the fuck? Like, what am I doing wrong? I'm telling you what you're doing wrong right now. <laughs> okay. You're putting all your fucking eggs in one basket right now. And that's what you're doing. You're scaring these chicks off. Okay. And then you'll have to start the process all over again. And it's, it's soul crushing. And that, that this is the, this is the biggest thing that frustrates guys on the dating market, right? They go, they go all in on a chick. She has mediocre interest and she ends up ghosting him. And then they're, they're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what the fuck? And then it's oh, God, I don't want to fucking happen. So then they, you know, <laughs> this is what causes guys to, to rush into their, their next, you know, shitty relationship is because this process is such a grind for them that they're like, look, I'll just take whatever I can get. <laughs> like, I'll just take whatever I can fucking get. Right. It's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, CW does say, uh, Sparky's are electric. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Lots of women like a hardworking man. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Ethan says, noted, the harder a man works or the smarter he works, the more the women wants a piece of his pole. Makes sense. Plus, hypergamy has to die. It, it, it's never going to die, bro. It's, it is what it is. Just got to learn how to work with it, man. Oh, cool. Let's see here. I got the stickers in the mail. Very much appreciated. Very cool stickers, brother. Definitely going to be putting them on my recording studio. Cool. Take a picture. Tag me on social media. That'll be awesome. Uh, let's see here. Yes. Raindrops. Testicular testicular activating system. No, 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 no. Let's see here. Oh, hey, look at this. We got another, we got another $2 super chat. Yes. Paul Bald Bond Bauer. Goddamn right. It's funny. Yesterday, it's uh, yesterday. I, I get this all the time, honestly. People, if I don't wear a hat, right? They're like, okay, whatever, Mr. Clean. Right. If I do wear a hat, they're like, once you take that hat off, let me see what you got there. Let, let me see something. Right. Like, like, are you trying to insult me, man? Like, are you trying? That's funny. That's funny to me. Um, I posted a thing about it today where it was a picture of uh, Dr. Evil, <laughs> like laughing, going, what people think uh, calling me bald is insulting. All right. Mike or, or Ed. Sorry. Ed, what, Ed, Mike Sell. Sorry. Ed, you get this today. Shame this horse. Yes. Shame these whores. They shouldn't be spinning plates. They should be dating one man at a time, just like the, the simps are. <laughs> oh, dude, Mr. Clean gets all sorts of pussy. Yeah, because he's because bald's attractive. You know what I mean? Like bald's a good look. I like this look, man. It's funny, like uh, you know, people think that I'm wearing like I wear hats to cover up the baldness. I wear hats because I like wearing hats. I wore hats my whole fucking life, right? I, I like ball caps, uh, but like when I'm going, like tonight, I'm going to a steakhouse tonight. I don't think wearing a ball cap's appropriate at a steakhouse. I'm going like this, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting on a fucking toupee or anything like that. I like this look, you know, 
there's chick likes this look in between her legs. You know what I mean, guys? You know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Smash that like button. Okay, guys. Uh, before, before we continue with this, I do have I do have places to go today. We, we can't be fucking around too much here. Um, guys, join the beer club. Join the beer club. Uh, beer.com on manpod.com. It's a good group for guys. Uh, it's a great place for guys to bring their problems to. Like I said, we got a new brother in there yesterday. He's going through some shit. He's going through some shit. Uh, he and his girl are, are on the, they're, they're going to splitsville. And like a day later after they had this conversation about splitting up, she's already shacking up with another dude. And he was absolutely crushed by it. Like rightfully so in red pill rage mode right now. And I was like, dude, get in the fucking group right now. Get in the fucking group. So he gets in the group, tells the, tells the boys the problems. The boys just fucking came to him, man. They're like, all right, bro, this is how we're going to do it. we got a game plan here. Bam, ba bam, ba bam. He starts executing the game plan. I guarantee that man was feeling already better, like by yesterday afternoon, just getting in there, chopping it up with the guys, guys giving him some actionable information that he could follow. Cause it's like a lot of times when we go into this, this phase, it's like we have all these emotions. We have no idea what to do with it. We don't know what the fuck to do. It's like, dude, take it to some boys that have been there. We've all been there. Right? Who hurts you, Paul? Lots of bitches have hurt me. Okay. Like I've been there. All right. In fact, the if you look at my book, the acknowledgments in my book, let me just read you the acknowledgment section of my book, real quick, guys. Acknowledgments. Who hurts you? <laughs> this is a question I often get on social media when I put out a video talking about the nature and psychology of women. My messages on social media aren't really meant to cast stones at women. They are there to shine a light on female nature so that men can better understand it and so that men can use the information to better navigate the sexual marketplace. The fact of the matter is that we've all been hurt by someone. Sometimes we've been hurt by multiple women. Smart men will use this pain as a learning experience so they can grow. And that's exactly what I did. With that being said, I would like to acknowledge the women who have hurt me in my life. You know who you are. There are two main ones, and I'm not going to name them here. They were the catalyst I needed for this journey, and for that, I'm eternally grateful. And I truly am, because that is the catalyst you need to grow, okay? We need that pain so we know not to touch the stove, right? Don't touch the burner, okay? Take this shit to the boys, Okay. It's a good place for that. It's only 10 bucks a month. Okay. Plus we're meeting up on January 18th for drinks. Okay. And then uh, guys, if you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, it is available. If you go to gumroad.comonmanpod.com, you can work with me directly. There's two options for that. All right, guys, let's continue with this. Back to the soulmates, right? <laughs> the odds Let's talk about odds here. It's completely unrealistic. The odds of a soulmate existing, okay? The, the ch this chapter questions the likelihood of finding the one true soulmate out of billions of people on the planet, okay? So think about it. Think about it. There's roughly 4 billion women on the planet. And this is all in the chapter, okay? <laughs> what are the odds that your soulmate is living even in the same state as you? let alone the same town. What are the odds? It's astronomical, okay? But Paul, what about the universe? <laughs> That's in the chapter as well. What I point out in my book, right, is that there, while there might be, 
okay, some kind of spiritual soulmate for you provided by the universe, even if that were true, even if that were true, you can't see her because you'll end up pining for some chick who smiled at you once. So you'll never let yourself actually find your soulmate because you'll be blinded. You'll be blinded by this other chick over here. Okay. And then you'll waste days, weeks, and months chasing after the wrong women and never give yourself the opportunity to meet your soulmate. Okay. And what you're really doing is thinking with your dick. That's what you're really doing. Okay. Cause this chick smiled at you. You're thinking with your dick and now you you're blinded. You're completely blinded to all the other chicks around her. Okay. So what's the solution to all this guys? What's the solution? This might be a, a short episode and that's okay because uh, I need to get the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> Not that I don't like hanging out with you guys, but nurse chicks waiting on me. And uh, we also have to make it to the steakhouse by seven 30 tonight. So uh, we got a long way to go. Short time to get there. Okay. Dating multiple women. This is the cure. This is the cure. Okay. Dating multiple women. So I advocate that dating multiple women simultaneously often uh, I advocate for dating multiple women simultaneously. This is often referred to as plate theory or spinning plates. Okay. If you ever heard guys talk about spinning plates in the space, that's exactly what we're talking to or talking about. So spinning plates is the cure for one itis or having the unrealistic fantasy of the one because it's about efficiency. You will meet multiple women simultaneously, okay? You'll be talking to multiple women. You'll be doing this process of testing for interest with multiple women at a time. It's more efficient that way because you're actually knocking it out in bulk, okay? Um, you will vet, vet multiple women simultaneously, okay? And by doing this, you're going to be so busy dealing with multiple women that you will come across as less needy, which tends to be more attractive. Okay. You'll have less attachment to outcome with this because you have multiple options. You'll drop the women with low interest very quickly. And then you'll spend more time with women who are putting in effort, putting in effort. This is what we want guys. We want chicks that want to invest in us. Okay. You'll never do that. You'll never, you'll, You'll have a hard time finding that quickly if you're doing one chick at a time, wasting days and weeks and months doing one at a time. Okay. It's just highly inefficient. It's like, so I work, uh, you know, my day job, I work in IT, right? Um, if you go to one server at a time, let's talk about patches. Like let's deploy, deploying security patches. Okay. Some of you guys will understand this. Some of you guys know, won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. But all computers every uh, every month, you know, we call it Patch Tuesday, but Microsoft releases patches every month uh, to secure the operating system because believe it or not, software companies just rush software to the market and there's all sorts of fucking security holes in them. And most people don't know this, but hackers go and figure it out, right? They go figure it out. That's how you get viruses and they exploit your system and all that kind of stuff, right? So what Microsoft does and all the other software vendors out there do is they typically have a release schedule and they put out new patches once a month to either add features or to plug up holes in the security system, right? If you go to, let's say you're managing 50 servers, okay? If you go to one individual server at a time and 
manually click the Windows update and manually scan for updates and manually do that process. And then you have to do that for 50 servers. It will take you a whole fucking month <laughs> to do that, like one at a time. At the very least, it'll take you several hours, right? Like you'll be into the night working 24-hour days until this shit's done. It'll take you forever to fucking do this, okay? So there's, there's tools out there that allow you to automatically schedule updates for a mass amount of servers at once, all right? Now the servers automatically all get their updates. You can literally patch in about an hour in a single evening sometimes. Sometimes a couple hours really depends on how many updates you're behind on, okay? But if you're... If you're up to date on your updates, it's it's much faster to push it out. Microsoft has a has a built-in process for this called uh, WSUS, okay? <laughs> Nerds. And you can patch multiple servers at once. It's, it's highly efficient, okay? That's what we're doing with the dating market. Instead of going to one chick individually and servicing one, one chick individually and checking for interest levels, we are checking for interest levels at, 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 in, in bulk. Okay, this is way more efficient. All right. Even if your goal, even if your goal is to find one steady girlfriend, this process is still more efficient for that because you're going to weed out all the low interest chicks and really find the chick that is stepping up. Okay. That's how you do it. All right. But too many guys are, are just trying to like, you know, fit a fit a, a square peg in a round hole it's just not fucking working right oh women and divorce lawyers want you to believe in the one because they both profit from it <laughs> you know to never marry when divorce lawyers say no to marriage because even they would be screwed yeah yeah dude i have a friend he was on the podcast uh, a couple of years ago he's a three percent brother he was a family law attorney in, in Louisiana. And, and so he's come on a couple of times to talk about family law. He quit family law. He's like, dude, I can't fucking touch it. It's, a dis it's disgusting. It's a disgusting business. I will never do it again. <laughs> so he's working with like insurance companies now. He's like, ah, yeah, I'm not doing family law ever again. It's, it's just a dirty business. All right. Masculinity and leadership in, in a relationship. So I also assert in this chapter that a strong masculine man who can lead relationships, right? He'll actually find it easier to deal with women and have uh, have more success in dating multiple women because like he'll realize that it's, it's not that it's actually easier. It's, it's much easier to, 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 to deal with multiple women than it is to have a single woman that, that you're chasing down. Okay. And a lot of guys have the self-limiting belief that dating multiple women is impossible because dating one woman is hard, right? Oh, dude, it's hard enough dealing with one woman, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. It's actually easier because when you have multiple women, you have multiple avenues for sex, okay? When you have one girl, she's your only avenue. So you end up walking on eggshells to make sure you don't fuck up your access to sex. How many guys do this? Like, oh man, I'm worried I fucked things up with this chick. You won't be worried about kind of stuff like that when you have like three or four chicks you're talking to, okay? Which actually will make you more attractive because you'll you'll be unapologetic. You'll be, you know, like, hey man, this is what I this is how I am, and and chicks actually find that attractive. But guys that are supplicating the women, man, it is disgustingly it gives women the ick, right? 
it gives women the ick when guys are constantly groveling and supplicating because they don't want to fuck up their access to the pussy. But guys who just don't give a shit, like chicks are like, nah, I kind of like that. I kind of like that he doesn't care. I, I kind of like that I can't get my way with this guy. Um, I, I, I caught a little bit of Access Vegas last night, and uh, Mike Mike Sertain was, uh, was arguing that women find a guy that they can't manipulate more attractive, okay? A guy who's spinning plates, you can't manipulate him because he doesn't give a shit, right? And if you ain't acting right, he's going to fucking cut you loose, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? When you have multiple women, you can next a chick who isn't acting right. And you don't care because there are other vaginas that you have access to. I don't give a shit. You know what, Becky? Fuck off. I don't need this headache. I'm, I'm talking to, to Susan and Stacy over here. Fuck off. Right? You have less uh, You have less attachment to outcome. Again, because you can next a chick who isn't acting right. Okay? Ah, this just isn't working out. All right. Fuck it. Right? Or if one chick decides to ghost you or whatever, you don't care as much because there's three or four other chicks we're talking to. There's a there's a, a, a brother in the beer club right now. He's actually doing pretty good. I like this guy. He, um, you know, he's one of those guys who's coachable, and he he you know he he tells he says something to you, and you're like, well, you could try this this, and he executes on it. Like he's he's very coachable. I like this guy. But every once in a while, he'll um, he'll get a, a match with a chick and like the conversation might seem like it's going okay. And then she'll unmatch him. And he's like, ah, I'm crushed that she unmatched me. It's like, bro, who fucking cares? Who cares? Like all this stuff is meaningless until you get her in person anyway. You know, it's all for science. You got to treat it like science, right? Um, being less attached to outcome causes you to eliminate neediness, which is highly unattractive to women, right? Just being a needy, fuck is so disgustingly unattractive to women and women can smell needy neediness on a guy like sharks smell blood right it, it also allows you to to uh maintain a, an air of mystery okay which women actually love like did you know did you know guys that it's been scientifically proven that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear did you know that if you've read how to be a three percent man you know that um, and don't take my word for it, right? Google it. Look, look it up. It's been scientifically proven that that women are more attracted to men whose feelings are unclear. There's a study that was conducted that shows this, okay? So the thing is, like, when you're out spinning plates and dealing with multiple women and you're not texting her back right away, you're not immediately available, she's wondering what you're doing. You're being a mystery, right? And she also doesn't know what how, where she stands with you and stuff. Like, that causes her a little bit of what I like to call heat, healthy, emotional anticipation and tension, which builds attraction. It actually works in your favor. Okay. Women are attracted to men with options. Okay. Um, I talk about this. I talk about it a lot in the book actually. Right. But women are more attracted to men with options and that and displaying abundance uh, can be beneficial in the dating game. Right. So the fact is there's this mental shortcut with women when it comes to selecting high value men, okay, <laughs> I and I put it in quotes high value men because uh, like what does that even fucking mean, right? It it's 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 completely subjective. It, your your high value, it depends on how the girl views you anyway, right? One girl might not think that you're a high value man. This other chick does. Like who gives a shit, right? You want to go with the chick that thinks you're a high value man. 
Um, the thing is, like, really vetting men takes a takes a a long time. Okay, and women are racing a biological time clock. Okay, really getting to know a guy understanding his frame, shit testing him, just making sure he's the guy that she thinks he is, all this stuff. Women have to do this. They have to do this because they have more of an investment when uh, uh, in the event of a pregnancy, okay? A guy can get a girl pregnant in like a couple of minutes, right? A couple of minutes, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. He's on to the next chick, okay? He can literally in the same day get 10 chicks pregnant, okay? Each chick that gets pregnant can only get pregnant once. And then when she gets pregnant, she has to deal with those consequences at least for the next nine months, right? But for the next 18 years, okay? The guy doesn't necessarily, like, let's say he's um he's uh, some strange guy, some some passport bro, and he goes overseas and he sleeps with this chick and gets her pregnant. It fucking goes back to the States. Never hears from her again. She doesn't have his contact information. She doesn't even know his name and shit like that. She's got to deal with the consequences. He doesn't, okay? So women actually, uh, they know that they have a, a higher stake in the game when it comes to sleeping with men. So they biologically want to vet the men they sleep with. Why the fuck wouldn't they? That's why they shit test you, okay? It's not some evil thing that they do. It's not the devil or whatever, Ethan. I'm talking to you, Ethan. It's not the devil, okay? It's their biological programming to help protect them because they have more of an investment in this situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, why the fuck wouldn't they do this? So you got to understand that. So vetting a guy properly to make sure he's the right guy that will stick around, that will help support her and her children in the event of a pregnancy takes a long fucking time, right? How do they find these high value guys and, and, and be able to efficiently get themselves pregnant so that they can maintain the race, right? Or maintain the, you know, the species. So they have this mental shortcut. They have this mental shortcut that tells them that a guy who already has beautiful women that, that like him, well, he must be a high value guy, <laughs> right? Does it, is that, is that true? Is that, you know, uh, is that fundamentally true? Is that logically true? No, no. But in her monkey brain, yeah, that seems good. Like Cindy and, 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 and Becky over here are talking to him. Yeah, he's probably a good guy. I'll fuck him. Right? Like that's, <laughs> we call this pre-selection, okay? It's, a, it's an actual phenomenon that we call pre-selection, all right? And when you're spinning plates, when you're spinning plates, you don't have to, you don't have to tell chicks that you're, you're seeing other women. Okay. You can, you can be very mode one about it and then they can take it or leave it. Um, and some women don't give a shit, right. They sort of expect you to, right. But you can also just allude to the fact that you have other options, right. Just by the way you vaguely interact with women and aren't so available all the time. Okay. So even when you don't have a girl yet, okay. Cause a lot of guys are like, well, if I, if I, it's hard enough getting one chick, how do I, do I get multiple chicks by acting the same way you would if you had multiple chicks? Okay. By just acting that way, they assume you have more options. All right. And then when they ask you, Hey, are you seeing other women? You, you'd be vague with them about it. Right. Like I always have room for one more and you know, with a, with a wink, right. Hey, I always have room for one more. Why are you asking me out? Right. 
that actually makes them more attracted to you when they when they when their hamster wheels spinning in their head. Like a woman's imagination is your best friend. Okay, if, if hamster wheels going, and she's like, ah, I bet you this guy's get got lots of bitches, right? That actually turns them on, right? They won't. A lot of women won't admit it, but deep down, they they want a guy that fucks, right? <laughs> now the problem is like on the flip side. Guys that date with sniper mentality, guys that believe in the one or whatever, and they they don't they will not date multiple women at once. They end up being needy. They end up being needy because they're always available. Needy men are always available, right? Guys who are spinning plates are busy with other women. I had uh, I had Mark Singh. I don't know if you guys know who Mark Singh is, but I had him on the podcast. Guys, really smart dude. I'm glad he was able to come on the podcast. He has like one of the biggest. Uh, you know, men's podcasts on, on, uh, Apple podcasts. Um, call, I think it's called the unapologetic man podcast. And he was saying he, he, what he has his clients do is he, he says, ask yourself, what would you do if you were, if you had four chicks right now, what would you do if you were talking to four chicks right now? And, and like, you were probably on a date with one, you wouldn't be texting a chick back on a, on a Friday night. If you were out on a date, right. That would be rude. That would be rude if you texted a chick back immediately. But guys with no options, as soon as they see that fucking notification, they're immediately replying, right? That is needy and it, and it, it's, it subcommunicates to a chick that you have no fucking options and actually makes you less attractive in her mind. And she won't, a lot of times, the chicks don't even know why. They're like, mm, I don't know about this guy. Like, he, he's just too available, right? <laughs> oh. Well, Ethan says it is the devil. If they weren't out here listening to his old evil ass, they could keep a man. I intend to show you a diagram of what I mean eventually, but I got to get ready to leave now. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, addressing concerns. Okay. So this is the, the last concept here, and then we'll wrap up. So in the chapter, I address some common concerns related to dating multiple women, right? Such as fear of being perceived as a player, loyalty concerns, difficulty in managing multiple relationships, and fear of STDs, okay? So let's go through some of these, right? A big one that I hear is like, well, I don't want her to think I'm a player. I I don't want her to think I'm a player. You, Here's the thing. Players fuck, okay? And the reason why they fuck is because they play the game, all right? They play the game. There's a reason why women like players. All right. That's why women always end up with players. And then they, you know, they complain about it to the nice guy. Who's like, I don't want to be like that guy. The thing is when you're saying that, I don't want, I don't want her to think about a player. You're literally acting like 97% of the other dudes out there. You're acting like all these other guys are like, Oh, I'm going to stand apart from the jerks. I'm going to be the nice guy. No, like you're, you're, you're blending in like people, the chicks, you're, your friendship material at that point. Right. <laughs> Well, I don't get it. I don't get it. Every time I, 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 I'm emotionally available to chicks and I express my feelings and I tell, I put her on a pestle, and I, you know, like I always end up in the friend zone. What the fuck, man? Yeah, this is why. Okay. Chicks don't fuck guys like that. They fuck the players. There's a reason for that. <laughs> but Paul, I'm a one woman man. I am loyal. <laughs> She's not, bro. She's not. Okay. Not until you guys have that exclusivity talk. Does it even like occur to her to be loyal? Okay. And even then that's questionable in some women, right? There's, there are loyal women out there. There really are. 
Okay. But I guarantee you, she's not out there thinking the same thing. She's out there weighing her options and she sort of expects you to be doing the same thing and have that understanding. Okay. And you not doing that, like I said before, it only benefits her to keep you on the back burner as an option when all of these other plates that she's spinning uh, are falling off. She's like, ah, oh, well, I got good old reliable Ethan over here. I'm just fuck with you, Ethan. <laughs> I got good old reliable Ethan over here on the back burner here. He's always there. He always answers my texts, right? It only benefits her. Only benefits her. While, while you could be out doing the same thing and then dropping her ass, right? So you're, you're not loyal. Okay. It's just dating. Okay. Men call it spinning plates. Women just call it dating. This is how they do things. And you're, you're not exclusive until you have the exclusivity talk, which has to be her idea. I talk about why in the book, it has to be her idea until, uh, to bring up the exclusivity talk and you're not exclusive until she brings it up until then fucking game on, bro. Game on. Okay. You're not married to her. Okay. You can't, it's not high school. It's not junior high when you walk up to a chick and say, will you be my girlfriend? And then you immediately start this monogamous relationship that really is meaningless anyway. Uh, that's not how, that's not how grownups interact with each other. Okay. So you gotta, you gotta let that go. It's not, it's not junior high. It's not elementary school. This is the real world. This is how adults date. Okay. But Paul, it's hard enough to deal with one woman. We've already addressed that. Okay. And then finally, the, the biggest one I get is, well, what if I get STDs? Well, one thing, guys, you don't have to sleep with all these chicks. You don't have to. In fact, I was talking to Glenn Lawrence about this because he's, you know, he he approaches red pill from a biblical perspective, right? A lot of guys that are like really, you know, um, they have heavy convictions in their faith. They they don't want to be sleeping around with other women because it it, it kind of goes against the Bible to do so. Okay. You're only supposed to be sleeping with women that are your wives, okay? You can still do that. Um, I think you'll you'll find that, you know, a lot of women, even Christian women, still want to fuck, okay? <laughs> Before marriage, you know, I think modern-day women, most women want to fuck, okay? So my recommendation is, look, everybody knows that you can live a horrible life in Christianity, all right? Apologize at the end, then you get in for free, okay? You get it. <laughs> You get into heaven for free if you apologize at the end. So just fucking do it, bro. Um, Glenn, Glenn hates when I say tell people to do that. <laughs> look, don't come to me for for Christian advice. I'm not uh, I'm not the authority on that. But um, but still, you got you got to figure out what you want. Okay, you got to be your own mental point of origin, and you got to do what works for you. Okay, so you don't have you can still date multiple women and and not and not sleep with them if you want. I think that's highly ineffective, but whatever. Um, but here's the thing with STDs, going back to STDs specifically, okay? There's like, out of all the STDs out there, there's only four. There's only four that can't be cured, but all of them can be treated, okay? There's only four that can't be cured and, and all of them can be treated, all right? Condoms, believe it or not, are actually pretty fucking effective at preventing STDs. All right. There's something like 99% effective. All right. So if you just wear condoms, you're probably going to be okay. All right. Now, Dr. Glover, I quote him in my book, but he says it in his uh, uh, dating, dating essentials for men frequently asked questions book, his third book. He says, basically I'm paraphrasing here, but he says that guys who are scared of STDs are really just scared of vaginas. 
and the women that, that have the vaginas, okay? Men that are overly concerned with STDs are really just scared of vaginas and the women who have them, okay? And using and they end up using STDs as a cope to avoid talking to women in general, okay? So it really just comes down to being a big fucking cope at the end of the day. So wear a condom, you're going to be you're going to be fine. All right? All right, that's pretty much the subchapter guys. I hope I uh made a lot of sense. Maybe I hopefully changed some of your minds. If you guys still think you're a one woman guy at the beginning and and you have to date with sniper mentality, I'd like to understand your reasoning behind that. So so if you're watching on the replay, sound off below, why are you still a one woman guy? When it it, it, it and are you are you happy with that? Like, are you with is that working for you? <laughs> are you getting what you want? Are you getting the results that you want? Just let me know. Okay. If you are, great. Okay. You get, you know, the what, what is it? Uh Archwinger, uh, the legendary Archwinger told me. He goes, you know, the appeal of blue-pilled idealism is that it sometimes works, right? <laughs> right? 20% of the time it works every time. You know what I mean? Um, it's just highly inefficient, but it does work out occasionally, like 50% of divorces or 50% of marriages don't end in divorce. Right. But how many of those are people were, are people like still happy? Right. Like I always ask would people tell me, well, I've been married 30 years. Like how's the sex? It's probably fucking scheduled if you have it at all. So fuck off with that. Right. Um, it's just you got if if it's working for you, awesome. You know, like I always say, like, hey man, how's that working for you? If it's working for you, like, right, don't change anything. But more often than not, the reason why you're listening to this podcast right now is because it's not working for you. And uh, I'm telling you, this is the most efficient way to date. Okay, all right, all right, guys. I will not be on Rule Zero tomorrow or Dragon Ship. I believe. John Fitch is hosting tomorrow, and I think he's probably going to be talking about the uh, Jason Momoa divorce situation, mainly on how how you should feel about it, right? Because a lot of guys, they, they watch the news because they want to know how they should feel about something, which is retarded, okay? Instead of making up your own mind, uh, people want to be told how to feel about stuff. So John's going to sort of mockingly tell you how to feel about the Jason Momoa divorce. Um, Nurse Chick and I, we're going to be in Vegas. Uh, so tune into the podcast Monday. My guest is fellow dragon member, Laurent Bernou, uh, who is a financial expert. And we discussed my chapter on how anybody can be rich. All right. Um, he's a financial expert. We talk about this because he says that the method I lay out in my book will actually beat most professional portfolio managers right? Uh, you'll actually make more money doing my method than going with a professional portfolio ma manager. All right. So we talk a little bit about that. Tune into the podcast Monday. Uh, let's wrap this, this some bish up, right? Guys, like, subscribe, hit those notifications if you haven't done so already. Thank you for everyone that sounded off in the, in the comments section that, you know, helps these go by much smoother. Thanks for the super chats, guys. I appreciate it. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I'll get you a bunch of free goodies. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. I also talk about Law of Attraction. It's the first chapter in my book. So get the book, books.comeonmanpod.com. It's available on Audible, Kindle, paperback, hardcover, and special edition. 
Join the beer club, guys. It's only 10 bucks a month. Next meetup is January 18th. And then finally, one-on-one coaching is available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. I got to get to Vegas, boys. I'll see you on Monday. This has been the Come On Man Podcast. Now, go out and get it.